Hello and welcome to Shaky's Sports Journeys and Life on the Ground now that has uh, has been newly launched and we've got some big things coming up. There's going to be some changes to the podcast as well um, and things are just evolving constantly. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, simply by searching Shaky's Sports Journeys. Um so when I say we're evolving, we're now not just speaking to sports people. I recently had on an actress, I'm looking to speak to actors, musicians, politicians, all different type of people. But this chap that I'm, uh, I have on today, for me, a childhood friend, um, friend to this day, local hero, and, and we're going to tell, we're going to talk about why I call, he doesn't call himself a local hero, but I call him a local hero. A welcome to the show today, uh, brother Rex. Now that is his nickname, his name given to him by his dear parents is Rahman Afzal. Welcome, brother. Aslam alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How you doing, everybody? Okay. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. All, all well, all well, all well for having you in a bright Sunday morning. I love the canvas in the background. Uh, I'm actually sitting abroad, kidding on. <laughs> uh, wouldn't want to be quarantining coming back, but just in my house, nice, nice and. Uh, relaxed here on a Sunday. I don't go to work on a Sunday. The service is closed, as they say, on a Sunday. So, Good for you, man. We all need to, uh, I'm sure your, your dear wife needs to be seeing, seeing you around as well. You're always out there on the front line doing a lot of great work. So, you know, it's important to have some downtime as well. What we'll do is get to know you today, brother. Um, you know, I know you, but I want the, the people watching to get to know you a lot more. So, I'm going to take you a bit of a walk, bit of a journey through memory lane, starting with tell me about your your family background, your childhood, your upbringing. So my upbringing largely has been in Scotland. Uh, I was eight years old when I came here from Germany, uh, born in Germany uh, in Münster, and uh, my father reunited here with his siblings who were all married here and had their homes here. So his, um, you know aspirations were always to come here to the UK and join up with his uh, family and um, yeah ever since then my upbringing um, largely here in, in Scotland has been um, you know very notable. Uh, back in Germany it was uh, a graft by my family trying to find their feet etc and um, you know we went to school there as well and had friends and family friends there in Germany who we still stay in touch with um, but having that background coming from uh, a country like Germany has been uh, a big influence on me as well. Um, I was able to, you know, grow into someone with a wider perspective uh, of things. Obviously, my mum and dad being from Pakistan and uh, learning a lot um, through the short term, the eight years in Germany, and then predominantly here, my childhood, going to language school to learn uh, Scottish first of all, and then, uh, you know, going forward to go into primary school and, and uh, secondary and there on college and university. Uh, going into business early on, always in, in and out of business because my family here, my father had uh, gone into the, the shop trade like many uh, Asians who migrated, um, you know, South Asians that migrated from India and Pakistan, Bangladesh, etc. came here and uh, set up shops. So my father went down the same line. He had some contacts here and uh, was very successful until this day. Uh, we are in the shop trade um, in, in a very uh, community-orientated uh, environment inside and outside the shops, a bit separate from what the, the system has uh, 
imposed on, on shops these days, being chain stores, etc. We we do things very organically and uh, still independently. So yeah, that's that's what it is. Childhood for me really um, is Battlefield, um, Stroke Mount Florida, Kings Park, etc. Yeah. Um, obviously, Shaky, I I used to bump into you on uh, Battlefield Road most of the time uh, yeah. because you're just one street away, just uh, looking over from that uh, you know that takeaway. I used to get um, my burger and chips out of Persepolis. Pers- <laughs> Pers- that's the one, mate. That's right, and. Um, for a while not using it, not knowing if it's halal or not, but that's another thing. Um, <laughs> in the end, when brothers started going there, we were like, nah, man, that's the place to go because their food is amazing till this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you were just across from there. And um, yeah, it's um, it's it's always been a great uh, meeting with you. I mean, we, to be honest, you don't know this, but um, uh, we used to uh, look up to you because you know the name was always about in, in cricketing terms and how well you've done um, and and that actually uh, inspired me as well to to go into cricket and uh, Willie Russell coming to the door and saying to me and, and Sherry uh, to join up training us that was a lot of our childhood uh, was uh, part of uh, being in, in a Weir's cricket club and then always looking at how, how well Clydesdale were performing um, and, and, and all, all the Asian local boys as well, who we took to naturally, you know, um, knowing that, you know, who's who and, and what they're achieving. People, uh, boys such as uh, Sherry himself and uh, Shahid Hanif and Ibrara Akram, who, who um, uh, played for District Scotland. Um, and I always used to be that little bit behind because my my determination wasn't there as much as what their, theirs was. I was always, um, you know, falling behind being called Bam Bam going in for a quick, a, a, a quick innings, you know, always making sure I had something on the scorecard anyway. Um, but yeah, one time we faced off as well uh, at Clydesdale. Um, I think you guys gave us a heavy beating. And uh, I will never forget, I'll never forget that because you boys were, let's just say a bit rough around the edges. Um, yeah. It would come to like, uh, now we had a meet time for games at five o'clock mm-hmm. in preparation for a 6pm start. So we'd be there in our whites, Clydesdale boys warming up, coaches taking us through our drills. And about 10 to 6, maybe 5 to 6, you would see a bunch of bags getting launched over the fence from the wrong side of the ground where you're not meant to come in from. And the noise would be coming from the likes of the people that you just mentioned, you know, like yourself, Sherry, Abra, Shahid, just coming in. All right, yeah, when's the game starting? And it was... uh, I remember at the time you'd be, I'd be thinking these boys are just, they're not taking this game seriously. But you know what, looking back, you absolutely were taking it seriously, but it wasn't, you weren't from a club at that point or, you know, going through the system that you would just turn up in your own time. It was like you were going to the park for a game of, for a game of cricket. You're, you loved the sport. Um, and I look back at it with fond memories. You mentioned, obviously, growing up in Battlefield, we would spend a lot of uh, weekend days Sunshine days, just running around, do, do not really doing anything to be honest, but just there the times, there the memories, spending a lot of time outdoors. I think kids spend a bit too much time indoors now. Yes. Um, you and your brother Sherry, Sherry a little bit younger, um, but we had a we we had we had good times, man. We had good times. Battlefield's a good good affluent area to to grow up in. Um, you, you mentioned Germany and stuff as well. Do you speak Do you speak fluent German? I actually understand it more than what I speak it, unfortunately. Okay. 
unfortunately we never continued speaking to one another uh, in right. Germany. More about coming here and integrating and learning, you know, properly to get into, you know, um, you know, obviously get the schooling here. We went to a language school first, language center. I think it was Hillhead at the time, um, and then basically, you know, going into to primary school. I was one year ahead uh, in age uh, mm -hmm. to other school children when I went to Battlefield Primary, and that carried on all the way through secondary. It wasn't due to uh, how you know clever I was or 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 not. It was just because learning the language took me a year and uh, I had to kind of start off. It was like a setting myself a year kind of, you know, back so that I could develop with the, with the children from around here. And I think that's been a blessing. That's one of the, you know, um, blessings in disguise, I would say. It's why I tend to uh, interconnect with a lot of people from different age ranges, like be it an elderly, be it someone who's young, um, you know, they, they, they are uh, interested in, in speaking to me and me, me speaking to them and learning from them till this day. I've been one that absorbs things. It's, it, it was my, my environment coming from Germany to, to here to absorb the language, absorb the, again, the environment, the people, my neighbours. Until this day, I'm just absorbing um, and trying to create change. Um, many influences, obviously, um, people, uh, you know, legends of the former people you would want to say, um, people who are celebrity status, proactive um, activists, uh, obviously influenced me in, in doing what I do today. Uh, went into the shops, obviously. Went up to second year of uni, had to drop out. Um, my father, uh, he was ill. He had, um, you know, some heart issues at the time. And me and my brothers being blessed with, uh, you know, four, four more brothers and, and a little sister as well. Um, we all decided that we look after the, the bread and butter of the family, which was the shops and um, what my father worked hard for him, you know, obviously God, Allah provides, so no one needs to worry about where, where they'll get food from, etc. But my father, you know, as they say, was the provider of the house, you know, and, 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 and the thing is that uh, we had to safeguard that. We couldn't let that just go. And uh, we took a break from our career paths, what we were doing. Um, I was doing marketing, advertising, a bit of business, a bit of drama, a bit of, uh, you know, obviously cricket and, and uh, stuff like that. Um, so my career path could have gone any, any other way. But I went to the shops, into the shops, and today um, it's, uh, it's actually a, a community hub and it's not just a normal convenience store. I've put my own... Um, you know, aspirations to it, my, my, my own uh, spin to how to bring people together and tackle some social issues out there that, that, that exist. And I've been placed in a, um, I never chose to work in Paisley. That's where one of the shops were. And um, that's the one I, I looked after. And it's, a, it's an area that suffers a lot of deprivation. So it was the perfect environment for me to start um you know, uh, applying myself to with, with, with what I've got in terms of what I've absorbed, all this uh, um, key information and, and, and knowledge from area to area, battlefield, then going to Shawlands Academy, you know, um, everything was so street, everything was just so, you know, be it, you know, people used to be in, you know, gang fights in secondary school or be it, you know, us, us getting our whites on for cricket, you know, um, and, um, you know, cricket is a gentleman's sport as well, you know, and uh, we were, we had that street mentality on field as well. And I remember it was just, you know, the way 
the, that classical Pakistani cricket team, especially, uh, I think, what was his name? Moin, the wicketkeeper. He used to always, yeah, yeah. you could just hear him all the time. Never mind the sound these days that everything gets picked up. You could hear the guy from miles away. And mm-hmm. we were the same. We were just always talking to one another, like, you know, the ball's in the air for a split second. Catch it! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would be amazing. And Ebby was the loudest man, but the guy used to get some good results out of us as well. I mean, look where Rears are today. My brother still, still plays cricket. He does very, very well. Um, really they were due to play in the, they were due to come back into the Premier Division this year after, you know, long, long time. Obviously, sadly, the pandemic hit. But they're still due to come in. If if, if if sport manages to come back, they'll be playing Premier Division. So it's it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Um, you obviously, I think you tried to make a comeback. I was there for a brief time recently. You tried to make a comeback, but it's very very difficult with the commitment that you have. But let's talk about the shop, the community yeah. hub that you have built there. Um, it's called RSA. RSA, yeah. You can find it on is it Gil, Gil, Gilmore Street? It's near Gilmore Street uh, train station, so if anybody was commuting through there, just take one corner to the right and you're on Moss Street, and that's where it is, number 27B Moss Street in Paisley, town centre. Uh, RSA, it's a convenience store. Um, the fascia of it is uh, a convenience store. Um, when you come in, you will realise that it's, um, you know, just looks like a convenience store, and uh, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. Didn't have to change much. Uh, when we are helping people who are in hardship, they come in and there's no stigma at all when they come in. They're dealing with people who have got experience in shopkeeping, shopkeeping, obviously being customer, customer service uh, at a high level. Um, people skills before uh, customer service and when they're getting served and being helped out, they never ever uh, feel as if, you know, they have to feel embarrassed or uh, bump into someone that they might know uh, who, who may know why they're in for and what help uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to get. So yeah, it's RSA. Uh, we we offer uh, the community fridge uh, and community cabinet services. We signpost people to uh, other uh, re- relatable services that can help uh, people out of hardship. Um, we we help them with their benefits, uh, you know, uh, applications, and try our best to find uh, jobs and leads for them to to get them bouncing back in life. Be it students that you're dealing with, people who have lost their job. Um, this is me talking pre-coronavirus days. Uh, today, everything's much more high in, in demand. The services that, that I run, um, you know, it's uh, five, five, six-fold uh, up in, in, in people trying to get helped. Um, we offer uh, fresh food uh, through the community fridge in comparison to food banks and their model of practice. It's uh, giving people a healthier alternative and obviously if you eat better uh, you've got more chance of thinking better uh, being more alert and doing or maybe acting uh, in, in the right ways due to the energy levels that you have in you uh, we're focusing on the little details um, which are actually very large uh, when it comes to a person they mean a lot to them be it the, their privacy being protected um, how they feel when they come in uh, it's a service with great dignity um, and, and we continue to make uh, moves uh, with with this and evolving it, uh, it changes month on month uh, due to things changing out there and people coming in for help, dropping off for help because they find a solution. Some uh, application takes you know four to six weeks for them to get the first help from the from the welfare state, and um, we are here um, at, 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 at its core. 
being the private sector and uh, trying to tackle social issues from the private sector. Now, I understand that there are big companies out there who are in the private sector also. They pay millions of pounds to have great you know, community marketing done. And um, what we do is as small businesses in the private sector, being the you know, little men trying to practice having uh, large hearts, you know, make sure that we can offer a bit of space, non-for-profit, making sure that people come in and we give back to the community because they keep us afloat as well especially through these times, you know, trade is low as well in town centre spots, you know, there are scheme corner shops that have houses surrounding them and people, you know, repeatedly pop out their house to, to use them. They're doing quite well, as I'm hearing, but town centre uh, shops are, are, are struggling because all of the businesses are closed where we mainly get our trade from, the staff, their customers that use us, the commuters through the town, they're missing. So at the moment through the pandemic and for the last 11 months, it's been more so not just about our survival, it's been about the survival of many people who have lost their jobs. There's uh, specific stories. There's one of a, a, you know, a good friend now who has been a regular customer for over the years, um, was a chef for 30 years in one company and had to be laid off uh, due to the pandemic. That's obviously businesses out there, they've got their, you know, um, protective measures as well when it comes to not, just safety of people, but how their business is going, how they're going to sustain their business, etc. So it's understandable they have to let people go, but you know the effects um, and, and the reality of the pandemic and its effects is that people who have served for thirty years uh, in their workplace are being let go, and now they're having to use um, certain services out there as well. This uh, specific friend that I spoke about, he doesn't use the service that I offer because he's still okay and he's you know, worked so long in his life and ha had been very um, sensible about things. But then there are people who used to spend, you know, 30, 40 pounds a week uh, in the shop and, you know, freely never, never being in the position of having to reach out for help uh, or having to use the services that we run now. And they find it that it's uh, more effective than the food bank because they don't bump into people that they might know. And even if they do, it's a case of the person they've bumped into not knowing why they're in the shop, obviously. Uh, at its disposition there in the shop to um, obviously buy something, you know, uh, not, not to use the, the food service there. So their privacy is protected once again. Yeah, so that's what we do at its heart. Um, obviously signpost people to services, bettering their lives, giving them a chance. You know, many people contemplate, you know, uh, through, you know, you've been covering a lot of, um, you know, and I'm proud to say this, you know, Kasim, I love you, man, as a brother. What you've achieved, bro, um, in terms of creating mm -hmm. awareness. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, creating awareness on mental health, um, you know, people going through things. Why is it that, for example, I've turned around and, and done this? It was a pilot thing. I wanted to do it, be a community worker at heart. At, at the age of 15, 16, um, I was uh, doing um, some community work in Govan Hill, Southside. And it was for Future Visions Youth Action Group. We used to do plays, drama around primary schools, mm -hmm. um, promoting a message of uh, multi-faith, anti-racism. And uh, we erected a sign in parks in, in Govan Hill um, and, and certain areas of stop prejudice and celebrate diversity, we used to say. Um, not sure if they're still there. Um, and this was, you know, why I always wanted to do community work, because I really enjoyed it. 
um, and it made a difference to many lives. But what you're doing is um, creating such awareness through great personalities, people of achievement uh, in, in, in different fields, actors, actresses, um, sports people. And now you're talking to real people who are just out there having to get about um, uh, more relevantly. So their survival today, uh, as well as, you know, if it's people like myself, who are many of, uh, who are trying to make a difference, you know, um, they're thinking about the survival of our communities. This stems from uh, mainly the inspiration of what our faith gives us, the beautiful faith of Islam and our Abrahamic, um, you know, brothers and sisters um, who, who follow their Abrahamic faith, who have all, uh, you know, the similar uh, and, and the same beliefs at, at its core. Uh, we are here to reach common ground and realize similitude and understand that we can all come together as a collective and always remembering one thing, and I say this very clearly, that whatever the media, for example, portrays mainstream MSM, it's a case of knowing that that's not reality. Just simple as that, that's a statement I make, it's not reality. Times are always moving ahead. Things are always changing and evolving. Um, a perspective can be illustrated, but it doesn't have to be, you know, what it is at its truth. We need to understand that we can come together, create mass impact, mass positivity. So what I'm using is my premises today in the private sector as a small business to create mass change, affecting over 150 people every week, helping them out and repeat, uh, you know, uh, people who come in to, to use the service on the second week, third week, fourth week. It's to plug the gap. The welfare system isn't, you know, um, hasn't got all the answers. They do help, of course they do. But the, you know, people lack money management skills. Some people get affected by trauma, you know, dark moments in their life. They don't know how to, you know, put their uh, money uh, in places properly um, or spend wisely. So what happens is, you know, um, they suffer and then they have to seek help. And some of them are not built that way and they've got pride. Um, and, and, and before you know it, they are um, self-harming. They are doing things uh, which, you know, <clears throat> they don't deserve. And we, it's our responsibility. Um, whoever's got life going for them, it's their responsibility to look around and go, hold on a second, what would it be like to live life alone? If you are in your own bubble and everything's working out for you, you know, why are you turning around and not looking at the people, you know, who are struggling, you know, directly around you? Um, and, and ask people, you know, in Islam, it says even smiling at someone is charity. You know, it makes the heart warm. You know, it opens them up. It creates happiness in them. Maybe that's a reason for them to bounce back and go, you know, strike a conversation, you not know, ask you, hello, how are you doing? Imagine these things were missing in life, you know, where people weren't asking you, hello, how are you doing? You know, it'd be, it'd be sad. It'd be even for the person who's got everything going, you know, there'd be a great, great uh, deficit. There'd be something missing. So here we are trying to promote, you know, faith through practice. Um, we are not, and nobody ever will be perfect, um, you know, and, and we need to create examples. We need to be exemplary. Um, our parents, you know, our culture here is, is Scottish. We are here in Scotland, but we do have great factors uh, within, you know, uh, people talk about genetics. You know, we are South Asians as well at heart. And we've got culture um, that, that, that comes from there and great things to take from there as well and, and 
you know, educate people, you know, whatever would work for them here. You know, it's a great thing about interconnectivity, about integrating. They asked us to integrate, you know. So today we are asking, you know, people to integrate in, uh, within great morality, uh, come back and um, understand the, the, the core purpose of, of life, which is really, you know, at its heart to, you know, harm nobody, help people, you know, and do the best that you can, you know, obviously being respectful to absolutely everyone, be it elderly, be it young people, understand the level that they're at. What you know today, somebody else may not know, you know? You know, I'm, 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 I'm listening away to you there. Um, and you've made, you've made a lot of very, very good, very, very good points. Um, you've touched on a lot of very important subjects. And I, I want to just tell a little story here. I actually posted about this on, on my social media platforms um, not so long ago. So some of you may have seen it. Um, I uh, wandered down to pick up some necessities um, within a five mile radius to my uh, dear, uh, dear brother's shop and also to pay my respects because sadly, um, brother Rex and, and the, the rest of the family recently lost uh, their, their mother, um, dear auntie, um, only a couple of, couple of months ago. So I was meaning to, to pay my respects. So I, I popped in. Um, and while I was there, uh, I had my daughter with me. Um, I knew what uh, Rex done. I knew he helped people locally, but I'd never seen it firsthand. I didn't know the power of it. Uh, and two gentlemen walked into the shop while I was there. Um, one chap had asked if you're Rex. It was his first visit to the shop. Um, Rex responded, yes, that's me. He said, I've been asked to come here. Um, I'm homeless. I haven't eaten for numerous days. And honestly, it was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. I don't, you know, the small things in life, charity, giving back. Rex came out from behind the counter, came out, took a bag, filled the bag up. Now, he mentioned that they provide fresh food. Now, the stuff that he was putting in this bag were not cheap products. You know, there was protein bars going in there. Um, proper juices going in there, fruit going in there, and some ready-made meals as well. The bag was filled to the brim. It must have been easily £10 plus worth of food, maybe more. Um, and he handed the bag over to the chap and then started to speak to him. It wasn't just a matter of, here's your food, off you go. He asked him what what's going on. The, 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 the guy got emotional at this point and said that, you know, I've been homeless for quite a while now. So uh, Rex told him, like, you need to go to, told him of a couple of shelters that he had to go to and said, look, you need to get yourself benefits in place. I can help you with that. You can come back, you know, I'll, I'll, sort, I'll, I'll get an application form sorted for you and then I'll help you fill that application form out. Um, the guy just broke down and started crying and, but it was tears of like, he felt, he felt loved. He, somebody, somebody actually gave a toss about him. He's probably been out in the street for the last week or so and no people have just been walking by getting on with their lives and here's Rex handing him this bag of food that would have fed, would have fed him for a good couple of days I would have thought um, and as well as that then you know told him that you can bounce back in life you know get your get this benefit in place get a, get a roof over your head then you know how old are you I'm 30 years old right okay you've still got time you can go to college you can do something with yourself and I was just I, felt my, I, I was holding back the tears, to be honest, because I was just 
amazed by this 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 friend of mine is doing this is the kind of thing that he's doing now I'm not telling this story to to I know I know he's a humble guy and he, he but it's it's to raise awareness that we can all do a bit of this I mean we all see a couple I mean not so much in the in other areas but when we're in the city centre and life goes back to normal how many homeless people do you see in the city centre what harm is there in filling a bag of clothes up something that you don't really use how many clothes do we have in the house that we don't use giving somebody some warm clothes or filling a bag of food up you know we spend 10 15 20 pounds on ourselves on carryouts and you know going to restaurants and whatnot feed somebody you know make it your make it your life 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 mission to once a week feed somebody in need it goes a long way um and i just wanted to to, to share that story because it was so so powerful to to witness that i got to see firsthand it wasn't staged you know it was just happened to be and these people come into the to rex's shop all the time I just happened to be there and got to see firsthand this powerful moment. And when they left the shop, I said, oh, wow, you know, now I, I really understand what it is that you, you're doing. You know, I see your posts and stuff, but, you know, you like a post. You, you maybe don't really know the power of it. Um, and for a boy who's working in a, in a shop in Paisley, um, what he has built there actually led, brother, to you being acknowledged for your efforts not so long ago. You had you got the waistcoat on, you got the suit jacket on, you didn't have your cap on back to front, you were uh, you had your hair all nicely done. Tell me about uh, that acknowledgement, what 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 it was for. So basically, first of all, let me say that it's not just my efforts alone. Um, although, you know, I have to make sure that this is always mentioned that yes, it's my premises, I conduct the service and manage it, I've innovated it, evolved you know, influenced it. The thing is that, you know, steering it is one way, but when people, you know, supply it with this fresh food, you know, such as M&S, Tesco, you've got Morrison's doing great things. You've got the Eat Up charity, which was formed two years ago, it solely, you know, dealing with the transportation of surplus food, you know, long dated, some short dated, but perfectly edible. You know, we are, you know, on one side, it's about zero waste as well, but more so about the survival of our communities. The thing is that we are affecting the four council areas, uh, the Eat Up charity, I've just got into two other uh, council areas as well, we're doing Glasgow as well, uh, through the Eat Up charity. Now, the acknowledgement, the recognition was from the Lord Provost uh, of Renfrewshire, it was uh, Lorraine Cameron, um, you know, the House of Commons has also written to us, uh, representatives there. And it was a case of, uh, you know, being invited to the town hall to be given a certificate of distinction to, you know, collect and, and, and speak there about, you know, um, things. Not that I spoke much at all. It was more so, you know, Lorraine Cameron, such a wonderful lady, um, you know, saying such amazing things about the service that was being provided, um, the lives that have been affected, the letters that have been written in and, you know, the accounts that have been, you know, given over um, the testimonies of it all. Lives are being affected, efforts are being made collectively by a lot of people um, right across the board, members of the community, conscious people, uh, other local smaller food businesses that are community conscious, they're given their you know, items that are not selling on the day, uh, making sure that it's coming to us so that we can redistribute it back out. So it's a great network that's established. Um, so everybody, can be you know feeling that they're they're making a difference through this um you know again these things uh, a certificate of distinction or you know um, 
it being recognised or, or awards or medals as such that people get. To me, obviously, I would only you know like to say that it's about creating awareness about the service. And if it's that, if, if it is that what it takes to go to these events and collect these things and speak with people who are higher up, then we will have to do that and knock on their door. Now, for me, I don't need anything. If people are, you know, bettering themselves, get the help that they need to bounce back in life, that's way more um, to me than, you know, receiving any sort of acknowledgement for the work. This work was laid out by our faith that we do this, uh, help the people who are struggling, the poor, you know. Yeah, we are in the, I think, the sixth or eighth richest country in the world. But um, we have communities suffering here. And let's be quite clear that the system is failing. Yes, we are in a pandemic, but we're talking about this service being established, you know, uh, nearly four years ago. And uh, it was to deal with the uncertainty of universal credit that had come about giving people advance payments. And then, again, these people that don't have money management skills, they would um, have to, you know, get cuts to their uh, payments the following month, etc., and, and would be left short. But the pandemic, again, uh, having uh, people use the service, people who never ever used it, anything as such before in their life. Um, so again, these uh, things are, are, are there as a, as a way of uh, myself creating awareness of the service going up there, be it a, a newspaper that writes about it or a radio station that talks about it. It has, you know, its impact and I will use that to, to go forward and create awareness of the service. My uh, main uh, motive is that other smaller businesses in the private sector, such as convenience stores or anybody, uh, can set up a service out there uh, for their own community that they serve. Now, we need to also understand is that, you know, when somebody gets a benefit pay, they may not have the transport, their own car to go to a supermarket to do a weekly shop, or they, you know, even if they go to a supermarket, they have to go on a bus or a train and then maybe carry a week's shopping, you know. Uh, Expecting them to do that um, is, is, you know, I don't think that many of them would do that. So they use these small shops that you find littered on every single street, you know, small convenience stores. Now, what that means to small businesses is that they actually, you know, much respect to them, choose us to buy things from us. So what are they doing? They're keeping us afloat. So isn't it our responsibility to make sure that the people that struggle in our community are also looked after? And businesses need to basically stop, you know, um, being, you know, when they become part of a chain, be it like, you know, Premier or, you know, whatever, you know, you need to stop thinking about largely being consumed by the system. Yeah, do everything that you need to do, but think with a human approach. Think about what you can do that is not uh, orientated uh, around profit all the time. Because what people don't understand is there is an unseen element, you know, like certain things like, you know, they say the human eye can't see everything. You know, there's certain things that the heart, you know, needs as well. You know, your mind needs as well, your spirit needs, and uh, your soul needs is these acts, this, you know, actively getting up, going outside, um, going, going about your routine is one thing, but making sure that you're creating a difference is, what, what my main achievement to myself is um, to make sure that that caters for my mental health. I've been through trauma, dark days, heartbreak, 
um, really, really, you know, everybody will as well. You know, people, everyone will go through something that will affect them, change them uh, in life. And uh, this was my way of dealing with um, things um, to be proactive. Um, and that to me is, is, is the biggest achievement of all. When somebody, you know, for example, a student came in, used it for a while, got their student support through, then came back and said, got a part-time job. And they actually spent a five pounds of their own money in a bargain store, brought stuff in for the service to pay it forward, you know? So there are people that, yeah, they use it as a stepping stone, you know? Some people need that stepping stone and we're here to provide it. It's not entirely as judgmental as other services out there. If somebody comes in the door and, and doesn't know the procedure, we will still send them away with food because we don't want to miss anybody or we'll explain to them that we will need something from them, such as a DWP letter or to see them log into their universal credit portal to, to understand that they are, you know, people that get help already from the state, a state that runs a strenuous test to get them, you know, financial support in the first place. And for us to understand that they already go through that anyway, um, that means that they are people that are entitled to, you know, further assistance as well. Um, but yeah, the, this this is what, what that is. We've got a great network. People keep working in tandem. And, um, you know, I, I ask for other shopkeepers out there to think outside the box. We are looked at community hubs. You know, this is a community hub that I'm running, a convenience store with a lot of, uh, you know, services for the community. But you can also set something up, be it just a little cupboard. If you're worried about a fridge and its electrical consumption, if you're worried about related costs, it doesn't need to be as complicated. You just need to, and it's to be honest, it's not complicated at all. You know, you guys deal with food. You guys, you know, stock rotate all the time. You know, you guys have got the best people skills in the country. Um, you know, and uh, I, I urge you to do things for people who are struggling, especially in this pandemic. And let's get together and be a force for good and uh, practice our, um, you know, faith at its core um, and set a good example because, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that the kind of thing that people uh, think through the media's uh, eye um, or, or narrative uh, about us or our faith is, uh, you know, one thing, but then people who you meet on a one-to-one -one basis, they're telling you how important they are is, is another. So it's just the total polar opposite. So. I would, I would like to just basically say thanks very much to everyone uh, that has taken these uh, points on board, uh, mainly so, you know, as for the sake of, um, you know, serving uh, with, with example for the sake of our parents how they have raised us, um, you know, may Allah uh, grant my, my mother a high rank in Jannah for Dos and, uh, you know, protect everybody, every parent out there. Um, you know, and let's let's just work together. And you know, Kasim, we are now. You know, I'm 36 now. You know, so am I, mate. Thanks and, for reminding me. But the years are the years are flying by. Yeah, absolutely. We are young adults. Uh, we can make change. We've got the resources. We've got the means uh, to do so. Uh, we've got the intellect to do so. Um, just intertwine that mind and heart, emotional um, intellect, and. Uh, We'll be all right. We we know we know people will benefit. You know, um, it's been a, it's been it's been really really powerful to talk to you today. You know, you have touched on so many different subjects that I think will will connect with many. But what I hope comes out of this 
more than anything is is for people um, to remember that humanity does exist and, and the pleasure that humanity can give a person, you know, giving something to somebody that's going to help them, there's no better feeling. You know, it, it needs there needs to be more of it in this world that we live in. If you're comfortable, that's good. Be humble. Appreciate it because you really don't know what's around the corner. This pandemic has most certainly taught us all of that. I, I, you know, I lost my job at the start of the pandemic. Um, mm. I was un, found myself unemployed. It's 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 it, it's life can change in the blink of an eye. So when you see that person who's struggling, just remember that that could quite easily be you. And I think sometimes people forget that that you know that person sitting on the side of the road, he's no lower than you. He's a human being who, when you actually sometimes take time to talk to some of these people, they've actually had success in their life. They've done things that have been successful. It just happens to be they've gone through bumpy bumpy moments in their life. So don't judge them. Don't judge because judging is a dangerous dangerous road to go down. The message has been, been really clear here today. It'd be great to see more shops take on the initiative that uh, Brother Rex runs. I would like um, anybody out there who wants to donate or to help uh, the food bank um, is in the local, as we mentioned at the start, Paisley area. He, has, he does, does so much for the Paisley area, which is an area that I think um, has has its struggles. You know, I see I see a lot of people struggling in Paisley. I've, I've spent a lot of time playing cricket in Paisley. There are areas around, um, and even when I visited the city centre, that you can see there's a lot of homeless people, etc. And this, it's, it's sad to see. So let's um, let's all take a good positive message out of this. Ultimately, that's what we're here to do: spread positivity, people be encouraged to help others which there is many out there that do, but it'd be great to see even more do so. And it might make, you know, less poverty um, in front of our eyes and, and, and see more people be successful. And this guy obviously is, has, a, you know, I've seen it firsthand helping a, helping a young man come into the shop. You know, inshallah, I say God willing, this young man, I'm sure he will stay in touch with him and hopefully in a year or two's time, we will see a difference in this young man. He'll be in college. He'll be doing something back with his life. And that is what this is. Uh, this is all about. Uh, I'm proud of you, brother. You know, when you were a cheeky little rascal back in the day when we'd be running around, I never, I, I never knew what you were destined to go on and do. But you know, you're, you you really inspired me. Um, you say that you're inspired by me. I've been following your stuff that you do in the local area way before I launched this podcast. So you were a massive inspiration towards what I chose to do. I wanted to help other people. I speak openly about mental health. Um, I want to connect with as many people as possible. So I appreciate it. I'm always here if you need me for anything. Um, and you look after yourself and keep Thanks, up bro. good work. And I look, I look forward to seeing you go to higher places where you can really, really make change. This is a high place. We've got a platform. We're already, you know, in our position because this is our natural, uh, you know, point where we need to be. And from this point, you can do way more than what any job outline that's imposed on you tomorrow. Whatever you get into tomorrow, something maybe you have to work for someone else or have to stay within parameters. But today, whatever you're doing and what you enjoy, make most of that. Because see, with that, that's great power. That was your power, your, you know, your origin. So let's, let's you know, work with that. I love your top, bro. I want one. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll sort one out for you, man. I'll sort one out for you. This is uh, newly given to me by a friend of mine, Rennie Keith, who I played with at Clydesdale Cricket Club for many years. So his company is PSL Team Sports. And as you can see, we have the shaky sports journeys. I'll get one sorted for you, brother. 
and I'll, yeah, I'll be I'll be wearing that to with you with you on it. You'll probably promote your, better than I do in it. I'll promote your podcast as well, my man. Thank you very much, but brother. The change, the change you're making right now with having everybody on, it's it's again again bringing people together of great influence and continue doing that because honestly, there's no better host than Newcastle. You're, Thank you're you very much, my brother. All right. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Allah Hafiz. Assalamualaikum.